Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the season finale of Soshing with Suntwe. This is episode 30. We've been doing this for 30 weeks straight. Um, it's, a, it's a massive accomplishment. I can't believe we've managed to keep it going all this time. And uh, thank you to all of you who've supported and uh, been with us through the whole thing. There's a lot of you who really have been uh, loyal viewers and participants, and uh, it really does mean a lot. Um, if you haven't been with me before, you'll know that uh, Searching with Suntwe is a show where I generally have a guest and I uh, we go and we explore topics from different perspectives and we try and uh, explore as much as possible um, about those topics and we don't want to push agendas, but we want to really look at people's lives and see how different choices led them down different paths and what sort of mindsets brought them to where they are and uh, their journey as a whole. Um we don't believe in, in extraordinary people. We just believe that ordinary people make extraordinary decisions and then live extraordinary lives as a result. Today, our show is a little bit different again. Um, the beginning is going to be just me because uh, we're waiting on Byron. He's just had another commitment that he's rushing home for, rushing home from now. Um, and he is going to be with us as soon as he can. But until then, we're going to do a bit of an AMA where... Um, I've had a lot of questions inboxed to me over the last few over the last 30 weeks uh, from all sorts of different people and I sort of banked them I've used them on guests I've used them on uh, all sorts of things and I thought we could turn those questions around on me and uh, we could share my um, answers to those questions as well as sort of uh, perhaps get your views on those questions as well if you uh, want to drop your comments and see what you what your um, what your input is and what your what your views are on those comments. So, yeah, I'm just going to do the the shares like I normally do quickly, just so that we can get this uh, get this uh, as many views as possible. So, if you're with us already, you know the drill. If you've been here before, drop a comment. Let us know where you're watching from. Let us know who you are. Say hi. Um, get involved in the conversation the whole way through, guys. Get involved. Don't just sit there. We want to hear your views. We want to hear everything that's uh, going on on your side. And um, yeah, interact with us. We want to talk with you, not just at you. So let me just give me a second while I do the shares, and then we'll get the show on the road. Hopefully, Borand will be with us soon. Um, as I said, this is the season finale. And um, so I'm going to give it a break for the Christmas season uh, for a bit after this. And then uh, we'll, I'll let you guys know, especially if you're in the Facebook group, Soshing with Suntwe, you'll know um, you'll know when we start up again. It'll probably be, be mid-January that everything gets back on track. Um, but yeah, let's see. Where do I need to share this to? Let's get it going. If, you're, um, if you find this content valuable, please tag your mates to join us and share as well. The more the merrier. Um, this is all for you guys at the end of the day. That's a lie. It's also for me. I like to explore as many perspectives as possible, and it's a big learning curve for me too. So I'll be lying if I say it's all for you. It is a lot to do with me too. <laughs> right. I think my shares are good and done. Um, let's get the thing up so I can see who's with us. Sharon, Steve, Jillian, welcome. Whoever else is there that I can't see yet, welcome as well. Um, yeah, comments and banners. Right, there's the banners that I want to do. Right, so we're just waiting on Byron. Right, in the meantime, 
let's get this going. Um, so I've got some questions here and I'm going to go through them and hopefully my answers will be interesting. But uh, let's see. I think this is a good one to start with. Who is your personal hero? So this is a big one for me because um, I have several personal heroes. Um, my, uh, my philosophy and what I try to achieve and what I try to do is I always try to, to surround myself with people better than me. Um, because obviously you're, there's that old uh, saying that you are the five, you're the average of the five people you hang out with most. And um, so I like to try and hang out with people that are better than me, people that will bring me up, people that will uh, raise my standards and raise the bar for me and some people to aspire to. So if you if you look around me, I try to surround myself with those personal heroes, uh, men and women that I find uh, inspirational, um, right down to my friends. My friends are, are people that I look up to. They're not just... Uh, they're not just uh, random individuals. Yeah, of course I have some random individual friends. But if you look at my close circles, those are definitely people that I look up to and aspire to be more like and um, respect. Because uh, for me, the, uh, close for, close relationships are built on a massive foundation of respect. And, um, you know, and obviously the biggest hero that I had in my life, and I think most, most boys or men have in their life from a young age, is their fathers. My father was a massive role to play in my life he was a massive role model he um he was an extremely respected uh, individual and man of integrity and uh yeah someone that i really aspire to be more like for sure i can see Byron is with us already so uh these questions maybe we'll move on to them a bit later but let's get the show on the road with him and welcome welcome Byron. good to see you mate hey paul thank you sorry for running a little late no, no, bro. You're you're right on time, mate. That's wonderful. Um, since you're there, let's let's just crack on with that that same question. Who is your personal hero? Well, that's a that's a difficult one. There, there's so many influential people I've met in my life. But taking tonight, uh, I'd say my boy, my six-year-old son, he's my hero, because that's... it's 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 unbelievable what those little people can do. And uh, yeah, I aspire to be more like him. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing that, isn't it? The innocence of mm. a small person and how much they can teach you. Yeah. Amazing. Just the outlook on the world and seeing the small things again and appreciating the small things in life. Yeah. The, the celebrating, I've said it before, celebrating the childlike mind. Never lose the childlike mind. And when you uh, spend yeah. time with the, with the little guys, you can really uh, appreciate what it means to to look at the world with innocent eyes. Yep, that's indeed so. Cool. So the topic that we were supposed to be, or that we are discussing today is what motivates you to live the life you want. And then we're going to expand it into um, the areas of identifying purpose, self-discipline and grit and achieving fulfillment. So do you have anything you want to open up with, with what's, what motivates you to, to live the life you want? What's your opening lines on that topic? Well, on that topic, well, uh, it, we can touch on it a little later again, but I just want to say one of my biggest driving forces is uh, the haters because more, the more people <laughs> tell me you can't do something, the more I'm like, okay, hold on, watch the space. <laughs> So this is this is actually uh, I think 
you know, I, I talk about impact theory a lot as a podcast that I listen to a lot. And uh, a guy called Tom Bilyeu, who I, again, we could probably talk about him as being one of my personal heroes. Um, Tom Bilyeu is a, is an incredible individual. He's built a multi a multi million dollar a billion dollar company called Quest Nutrition. Now he's moved on to creating a, a new company called Impact Theory. And Impact Theory is a podcast that I listen to a lot, and I I really do um, align myself with a lot of the values that he talks about. And when you're saying now about driving force being haters, um, he, he calls he relates it to because he's a he's a big fan of comic books. He relates it to um, Batman and basically. I'm I'm using my own terminology and wording, but it's called a Batman complex. If you um, if you are you know uh, if you if you if you harness the dark side to push you forward, that's like Batman. Batman mm. Batman became Batman because his parents were murdered when he was a child, and he uses that yeah. anger and darkness for his driving force for good. How how um how constructive do you think it is to harness the dark side? Well, there's a thin line between harnessing the dark side and between getting caught up in it and having it pull you down. Yeah, absolutely. Be yes, because as you know, uh, there's only so much negativity one can handle in your life before some self-doubt kicks in. And then you're like, and perhaps, perhaps I've got a point on this. And uh, I think that's, that's where one needs to take your goal that you have and clearly define it for yourself. What do you want to achieve? And then feed off this dark side to kind of just build forward and do your own thing. So on my on my side, when I again, when we go back to talking about Tom Billu and impact theory, his theory is that you should be utilizing eighty percent to twenty percent. So a bit of a Pareto mm -hmm. split, um, where eighty percent of your motivation should come from the positive, the the mm. the, the positive aspirations, the positive. Um, feelings, the positive things in your life. But the other 20% of darkness is there to push you just that little bit further. Because his theory, again, is that uh, rainbows and puppies and roses will get you so far. But when you yeah. start to tire and you need to be pushed over the edge, you need to deep, dig deep into that dark darkness to just drive you over that line and get you to the finish of where you're going. It's It's in the time of extreme pain that the darkness pushes you that little bit forward. But if you rely solely on the darkness, you won't. You only make that twenty percent um, mm -hmm. impact. Whereas you need the eighty percent and the darkness to push you over the edge. What do you reckon of that? No, I, I agree with that. As I said, there's a it's a thin line, and one needs to kind of even it out. Eighty twenty is an interesting concept around that. But I do see where we gets it because if you think about it. The, the haters normally come out when, when you achieve something. And I always say the haters are your biggest fans. Actually, we should, we should embrace them because they're, they're our biggest fans. And we, we should thank them for, for, their, for their input. Because sometimes without a little bit of driving force, even if it's just that 20%, it, it might be just that 20% you need to push you to achieve that goal. True. But then again... The thing is, you can learn more from the negative people and comments than you can mm. ever learn from the positive ones. This is the same thing that I think is is um, is is important with 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 the the difference between success and failure. If you succeed mm. first time, you learn very little. If you fail three times before you succeed, you learn 
three times as much. I mean, don't 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 hold on to my mathematics there. It's not meant to be accurate, <laughs> <laughs> but 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 I, but I think everybody understands what I'm trying to get at. You know, yeah. like mm. you're <laughs> failing on your way is far more productive and far more. There's far more growth in the in the failures mm. than there will ever be in the success. The yeah, <laughs> I fully agree. Um. And so the same thing I think applies to negativity from other people and, and haters and bad comments is that haters are not there to be ignored, but they're there to be disregarded. So what I mean by that is it's probably more productive to take note of what they're saying, extract the truth, extract the lesson. Obviously, it's going to be mm. it's usually framed in a very deconstructive way. But if you can take that deconstructive information and turn it into constructive information that you can mm. then use to to better yourself then they are very valuable and uh, have mm. a good place to play so that's that old thing of keep your friends close but your enemies closer i think it, it's true and uh, sometimes I, I hear things about myself and i'm like bloody hell tell me more i never knew i could do that <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's true so motivating to 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 live the life you want um what do you think so so we've talked about negativity and and the dark side what do you think is other things i want to hear from the audience as well like you guys watching there mm. what is it that motivates you to push towards your goals and dreams what what is the most motivating thing towards you i i'm very much like you though as well where negativity from other people because I'm such a competitive and stubborn mm. fucking idiot <laughs> that as soon as someone says uh, you can't you can't do that, I go, oh, mm. watch me, motherfucker. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> sorry, I know my my language has been bad. Sorry, guys. Uh, yeah, but I've said it before. I'm yeah. not going to sugarcoat anything. But um, yeah, because even yeah, school days it was the same thing. Like uh, I was told that I couldn't couldn't do certain subjects and then those are the ones i ended up excelling in and mm. um my sheer stubbornness is what pushes me forward <laughs> yeah sometimes I, I i wonder whether it's uh, stubbornness or stupidity on my side because sometimes i find myself in situations i'm like mm, well just what the hell <laughs> let's see where it goes um as for driving forces i've been thinking since we since we got the topic yesterday i've been thinking what what defines the life i want to live and i took some time yesterday and uh, today as well and i thought about it and in the end i think it's very easily summed up in the following i want to find happiness not through things or experiences or whatever but happiness within myself so money is not a driving force for me i always say money can be made money is all around us uh money is a means to a way so money is not an excuse to not live your dream and i really think it's just finding that happiness with inside oneself that that moment where you can go and you can say you know what i'm, I'm content i'm content with with where i am and i'd like to just share this with people. I want to share my happiness. Just, you know, as they always say, you, um, a, Christian, a Christian doesn't uh, walk with the Bible under the arm and preach for you. You can see he's a Christian by the way he lives. Mm -hmm. So 
to me, this this comes back to that. I, by the way you live, I want people to see that I'm fulfilled and happy with myself. So, yeah. Okay, so to build on those things, um, the first one that you said is about happiness. So I don't like the yeah. word happiness. I know what you're doing. I know what you're saying. I'm not picking your thing apart. But happiness for me is a is a fluffy word. I don't like it. So I yeah. prefer the word I prefer the word fulfillment. Yeah. And uh, something that I came to terms with um, um, a while ago was that uh, happiness is you know is for kids. Fulfillment is for mm -hmm. for big boys. It's for big boys and girls, and uh, that's where it's at. And my formula is that happiness is trans transitory, and for for kids if you want to be happy eating ice cream you'll be happy while you're eating it afterwards you won't be happy anymore it's very very yeah. temporary fulfillment is long term and fulfillment is born from growth mm. and growth is born from suffering yeah that's exactly it so the formula for me is suffering begets growth begets fulfillment which is greater than happiness then the second thing so that's like internal fulfillment, internal happiness. And the second thing is that's interesting because you said money is not a driving factor for you. Money is not really a driving factor for me either because, uh, like you said, it's it's all around. It can be made. It can be lost. I've made some. I've lost a lot. <laughs> as a good friend of mine, yeah. as, a, as a good friend of mine often says, he says, uh, money talks, mostly says goodbye to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. But uh, but another amazing quote that I read a while ago by Jim Carrey was that uh, he said, I think everybody should get rich and famous and do everything they ever dreamed of so that they can see that's not the answer. Yep. That's um, a good and one. That's, yeah. External factors are never going to create that fulfillment that, uh, that we desire so deeply. That all comes intrinsically oh. from, from our, our, own, our own self. And what yeah. we what we do with the skills that we're given at the end of the day. Yeah. So just to touch on that again, I think we live in a society where so I always I always call it the instant gratification generation, where people can get whatever they want whenever they want it. You want a burger? Pick up your phone and you'll have one by your front door within a few minutes and uh, stuff like that. And fulfillment doesn't come from that. And I think that's why a lot of people are stuck with the idea that money brings happiness. And uh, it's not true. It, it, your happiness it, or your fulfillment, sorry for the fluff, your fulfillment should uh, come from that internal growth you were speaking about. And sometimes I feel like the only way you can grow as a person is to expose yourself to as many experiences out of your comfort zone as possible. Because it'll teach you a lot about yourself. It'll teach you about how you handle conflict, how you handle fear, how you handle living out of out of the fluff in the sense of not having a soft bed to sleep in, just crashing in random places, and yeah, having it hard. Having it hard does build character. It really does, and um, on so many different levels as well. I mean, having it hard. If you don't, if you don't, like the, the the problem with that is that you know people automatically think, oh well, how am I going to build character? I've never had it hard, but it's it's what you do with your own uh, life and the and your own challenges that you set yourself at the end of the day. Because just yeah. because you don't have a, a a tough 
<laughs> a tough upbringing or a tough background or all the rest of it doesn't mean you can't mm. build grit in yourself. I mean, yeah. it's a, you know, going to the gym every day and being disciplined about that does the same thing. Mm. Setting yourself, exactly. uh, setting yourself goals and, um, delaying gratification in other areas of your life does the same thing. Mm. Uh, simple things. Fasting does exactly the same thing. Putting yourself yeah. through pressure and, and difficult situations. And the more you do that, the more you galvanize your mind and, and build that strength of character and strength of mind to, to do everything else. Um, one of my favorite, uh, um, I don't, I suppose mentors is the wrong word because mentors suggest, you know, the person, but someone I again, look <laughs> up to, and uh, <laughs> I don't know the guy. <laughs> I wish I did is David Goggins. And um, he talks about callousing the mind and creating discomfort in the situation where you create discomfort on your own terms so that you uh, build the strength, the mental resilience, the calluses on your mind so mm. that when life throws you discomfort, discomfort is not a foreign mm. concept anymore. Yeah. So somebody in that aspect that I admire a lot. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of Wim Hof, the Iceman. Oh, yeah. I love that guy. I, uh, I, I do cold showers and I do ice baths regularly. Oh, not so regularly since I've been in the UK, but I try to swim in rivers and, and lakes and stuff throughout winter here. Whenever I like last winter, I swam in the river just near my house every Sunday morning. Um, I have cold showers and the cold shower in the UK when the pipes have been out in the cold all night is a proper cold shower. Mm. It's not, <laughs> it's not, it's not, yeah. it's not a, te it's not a tepid shower. Like when you're in Victoria Falls, you turn on the yeah. cold tap and it's still warm. Um, yeah. So yeah, actually Wim Hof is one of, I absolutely love his, uh, his philosophy yeah. and the things that he does. Uh, for yeah, those so of you, sorry, just uh, for those who don't know, mm. Wim Hof is a, a Dutch guy who's based, I think he's based in, in the Netherlands, but he spends a lot of time in Poland. Mm. And he's yeah. known as the Iceman and is uh, famous for breaking all sorts of records, climbing Everest in a pair of shorts and no shirt. Um, he, he does his whole philosophy is around cold exposure and breathing techniques. And uh, yeah, Google Wim Hof, W-I-M-H-O-F, some cool, cool stuff. Yeah. So the, the thing with him as well is uh, it's, it's all of that pers perseverance, that grit. It's mind over matter. And his philosophy that he has can be applied to so many different things than just uh, getting yourself in, in, in time with the, with the elements. Because his whole philosophy is that you keep your body temperature perspective of the exposure you got to external factors. But if you apply that to everyday life and you, and you think about having that, let's call it that Zen, that core that is you, and mm -hmm. just trying to maintain that with all these external elements that bombard us each day and just keeping that Zen, that center. It, and I think it's very applicable to your everyday life. Uh, if you look at his philosophy. Absolutely. 100% I agree completely. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> I think I am. Um, I, I, I just, I wish more people would buy into, um, into like his 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 way of, of doing things the the cold showers and ice baths literally changed my life i started doing them uh in february 2019 around there because that was when i started january february of 2019 is when i started to get my shit back together because obviously i was in yeah. that uh, bad health place a bit of a bit of a bad mm. headspace 
my health had been affected quite badly and I was overweight and I'd lost my fitness. Having been fit mm. my whole life, I, I, um, I, I started right from the beginning with the cold showers, ice baths, breathing, and that whole journey was starting from, you know, started at that point. Mm. And it was at that point as well where my, uh, my relationship with uh, suffering and pain and self-discipline and building that grit and that uh, mental um, fortitude started. Mm. And I mean, I, I have a tendency to go a little bit balls to the wall with things like that <laughs> as well. Where I don't, I, call, I, I have a, I have a media, I don't know what the word is. Like I have a, a problem with, with half-assing things i can't do it it's either like full on full blown give up everything and do this thing or nothing so mm. when it came to sorting all that stuff out, i just went balls to the wall and and uh went for it as well so do you do you take yeah. cold showers yeah well it's more easily in the summer than in the winter <laughs> i actually have a funny story about that um Last winter, I spent uh, almost, what was it, three, four weeks, that was a little bit longer, without a geezer. So each day was a cold shower, a forced cold shower for myself. Oh, and um, good. Yes. So one, one kind of gets to deal with that. You, you're like, and well, this is what I have. But I don't have anything else, so let's just suck it up. And it's, it's good for the environment because you don't spend 10 minutes in there. You do a five-minute shower, and then you know, okay, now I'm, I'm fully awake. <laughs> Hmm. True stories. So going back to um, our topic, uh, where have I put my my notes? I do this sometimes. I lose my notes. There we go. Um, let's talk about discipline. How does discipline play a role in in your life? Both. So I want to know from you, like on from a base jumping perspective. And from a professional perspective, because it's, it's it's very cool when you have someone with a dual lifestyle like like yourself, I mm. suppose myself to some extent, where we have a very professional nine to five life, and then a completely polar after. I don't want to say afterlife because it sounds like we did, but um, <laughs> <laughs> we are, but not uh, yet, not yet. No, no, we're still we're still good. Um, but yeah, I, like after extracurricular yeah. life, there we go. That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah, yeah. So it it it's I, they, you know that thing where they say balance, balance is key, and uh, it's sometimes hard. You you know yourself to to balance life and and work and your lifestyle. It takes a lot. Uh, for example, you can see I'm in a college shirt today, so actually actually did some work. For change, yes, I really do work sometimes. <laughs> um, no, so the thing with discipline is that drives me is I like goals, and so that's why the kind of industry I'm in as well. Uh, it, it's very black and white. There's this is the goal that needs to be achieved. These are the outcomes, and uh, you work towards them. There's there's no oh, but we can do this or that. So mostly it's on date on deadlines as well which help. I work very well under pressure. So I'm one of those people, if you if you tell me to do it whenever, I'm most likely going to wait until you, okay, tell me, is it done? And I'm like, okay, give me, give me, give me a second or two and it'll be done. So I'm, I work very well with deadlines. And 
I think that's what makes the, the adventure part of my life so much easier to handle with the work aspect as well. Because the kind of sports I do, I'm very dependent on, on weather factors and time. So there's always a deadline. I've got a very small window uh, at times where something needs to happen. So mm -hmm. working under that pressure is, uh, is something I do within that activity as well. And it's, it's just those choices you make within those few seconds that can change the whole outcome of the thing. And I, I think that's applicable within in, in the day job side, if you want to call it like that, as, as well. If, if, you, if you staff up, make the wrong decision at the wrong time or put the wrong people on the thing, then uh, the outcome will not be reached. So I, I do think my, my extracurricular lifestyle is, is a very positive thing within my work environment. Hmm. Okay, so what I, I just want to take a couple of questions here and a couple of inputs. Um, I need to just quickly run and turn off the heating as well. So I'm gonna I'm gonna bring this thing and then I'm gonna tell you you're gonna carry on uh, run with this <laughs> while I run out and get the heating off because I'm dying here of heat. Um, so we've got Jillian here. I grew up as a Rhodesian and these roots are with you your whole life. So I ask you where your roots are. Give us your roots and uh, how that's affected you and, and uh, guided you to where you are. And I'm going to quickly run and turn off the thing. Sorry, guys. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay, so my roots are South African. And uh, I've been all over the world and I've been exposed to many cultures and, and people from many religions. And I always say, oh, Africa is in us all. This, this this continent has shaped us this red soil that we have i know i sound very mushy and philosophical about this but this has formed us in many ways and i think it's also given us that that grit that me and paul have talked about because we've grown up within this environment we 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 sometimes find ourselves in situations where we can't get that instant gratification and we have to fix stuff ourselves and we have to how does that saying go a boomer plan uh, uh, so I think our, our roots, my roots are, are in Africa. I don't want to limit it to specifically saying South Africa because I've, I've been around Africa a bit as well. And I, I think it's a, it's a continental thing. The, the mentality we have of being able to apply grit and perseverance to do stuff can be seen all around us in everyday life. Uh, many people have it really tough and hard and each day is a struggle for them. So yeah, absolutely. Um, so to answer the same question, uh, roots are an interesting thing to talk about um, because uh, cultural roots, like geographical roots, all the rest of it. My roots, I grew up in, I was born in the UK, but I've been in Zimbabwe my entire life. I was there from two weeks old. I flew, flew to Zimbabwe when I was two weeks old and lived in Bulawayo my entire um, childhood and my entire teenage years and all the rest of it, only moving to Vic Falls later. But I was very fortunate to have spent a lot of time abroad. My father traveled for business a lot and we accompanied him a lot. So I spent a lot of time in the UK, a lot of time in Switzerland, a lot of time in Austria, um, all over Europe and all the rest of it. And um, so I had a, a very, very colorful upbringing as a result um but again <laughs> but again when you also have that kind of upbringing where you where you see different perspectives and different ways of life 
you you learn exactly what uh, Borand was saying about how in Africa you build grit and resilience just because of normal everyday factors of life. You know, especially um, I think Zimbabweans understand this quite well as well because everywhere else things that are a given are a struggle in Africa and Zimbabwe. You know, uh, simple things like like businesses here will never understand the, how we uh, spend all our time hustling just to make sure there's electricity or generators running or fuel in the cars or um, <laughs> trying to get things like through customs and uh, without having to pay bribes and trying to get goods from A to B on roads that don't exist anymore and being stopped by corrupt police. And <laughs> like it's just... It's just jumping through hoops all the time. You spend all day jumping through hoops that mm. other parts of the world just don't have. And um, so, so as a result, we, you know, we naturally tend to, 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 to get a lot of resilience built into us from the beginning. So that's my roots. Um, we've got another comment from a good faithful friend, Donna Tipler. Donna said, I suffer from lupus, have done the whole chemo thing and very lucky to be alive. What I can say is um, she went and saw a naturopath. He started me on meds and the damn cold showers. Within six months of his treatment, I went into total remission. Just saying. That's incredible. Yeah, there's a, there's an incre there's a lot of uh, information. I don't know if it's probably anecdotal information that I've read about um, the cold exposure doing amazing things for your immune system as well. So... That's incredible. Um, <laughs> but those damn cold showers, they're nice. Don't lie. Comment there, Donna, and tell us you didn't start enjoying those showers. You did. I know you did because I also hate them. And it's the hardest thing in the world getting in that shower every single time. But getting out of it is amazing. Absolutely amazing. I love it. Yeah, I just... I just want to say like, for the people that have Googled Wim Hof, and if you've seen a picture of him, if I'm his age and I look like that, bloody hell, I'll take a cold shower each day because uh, clearly it, it does keep you young. <laughs> How old is he? It, it, last time, I, I, I was kind of correction, but I think 72, around there. No ways. you kidding me. Seven, wait, I'll tell yeah, you. Yeah, hit up a Google there. 61. He's 61. 61. Okay. So I was on the correction. But still, he, he looks is, damn fine for 61 year old. <laughs> he's a bull for, for 61. Are you still there? Can you hear me? So, yeah, no, no, I can hear you. So, what does our other questions look like? Sorry? So say, what other, que other questions from the audience look like? So other questions that I had uh, sent in uh, from before. Uh, okay, so here's one for you. What is the question people ask you most often? Mm. So this, this, this is... Uh... So the question I get asked most often is, what do you do for a living? <laughs> and uh, but I think I've given you this reply once more, but uh, it's uh, <laughs> as little as possible for as much as possible. <laughs> because, uh, 
<laughs> I feel when people. <laughs> oh, we lost you again, mate. When people ask you, good. Sorry, can you hear me? Yeah, it's a little bit iffy. We lost you. Oh, there that's Africa internet for you. <laughs> yeah, so um, that's most likely the question I get asked the most because people see my lifestyle. They don't see my day job. So they mm -hmm. question about what I do for a living. It's like, do you, do you, is that, that what you do for a living? And uh, instead of trying to explain what I do, my my snarky answer is uh, as little as possible uh, for as much as possible. And uh, <laughs> yeah. Interesting. So the, 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 the corollary answer from me, like what uh, I get asked most often, I get asked, how are you so fearless? To which my answer is always, I am not fearless. I am the biggest wuss out of anyone you will ever meet in your life. I promise you. I am terrified of pretty much everything. The only difference is that a lot of the time I do it anyway, because I am, I'm more afraid of being afraid than I am being afraid of what I'm afraid of. <laughs> if, if that even made sense, I don't know. But uh, yeah, uh, I made a commitment a long time ago that if I'm afraid of something, I'm going to, instead of run away from it, I'm going to run at it. Sometimes I run at it really slowly. Sometimes I run at it really fast, depending on what that thing is. Uh, my fear of heights is something I ran at very slowly because <laughs> it's my biggest fear is heights. <laughs> so it's something that's been a, a work in progress for uh, a very, 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 very long time and will continue to be a work in progress probably for the rest of my life. Um, one of my biggest first major fears that I ran at quite fast was um, snakes. When I was little, I was quite scared of snakes and I was worried about them and um, they really uh, creeped me out. And as a result, I ran at that fear and tried to learn as much about snakes as possible. And if anybody has seen any of my videos and stuff before, you'll know that I used to do snake rescue and relocation and reptile rescue and relocation. So I used to do it as a community service when I still lived in Zimbabwe right up until a year ago. And um, yeah snake rescue and removal was my thing and i kept all sorts of snakes and i've caught all sorts of snakes from black numbers to cobras to massive pythons to puff adders to whatever whatever african snakes you can really think of uh that are southern african snakes anyway not uh, i haven't ventured up north i've had pet gaboon vipers i've had pet puff adders and all sorts so yeah that's the question i get asked most often what are you most um why are you so fearless to which the answer is i'm not i'm a giant wuss and there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's not. Um, okay, so this is a cool question. I, I like this question because this this talks this tells you a lot about somebody. Um, and I want to know your guys' answer to this question as well. If you um, if you can, please comment with your answer. I want to see as many as we can um, about this particular question. And the question is. If you could have one wish, what would you wish for? And you're not allowed to ask for wishes. That's just out of the question. You're not allowed to ask for more wishes. One wish. Well, I, I, 
I could go and it has feel to also pretentious to be, and say world peace, but uh, no, no, no. It has I, to be selfish. Sorry, it has to be. It has to be somewhat selfish. I don't want this okay. altruistic world peace crap. That nobody believes that. <laughs> <laughs> it would be boring anyway. Well, it, it, I'm torn between. I'm torn between two wishes. The one I'd really want is the power of teleportation. So. I can be I have like breakfast in in London and uh, lunch in New York, and catch a morning surf in uh, on the Great Barrier Reef on the Gold on the Gold Coast and uh, just jump around everywhere. So that would be my selfish one. The other selfish one would be able to speak every language in the world. If I had Jenny came to me and he said you have two wishes, those would be the only two things I wish for. Those are amazing. Teleportation is a great one because that opens up so many opportunities. Just being able to be anywhere you want to be at any moment would change the game completely. That's yeah, that one's smart. That's a good answer. I hope and, and I hope we get some good comments. And about I'm lazy, that. so it'll save. Me. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not a big fan of traveling, and teleportation would actually help me quite a lot in my life right now. Um yeah that's a that's a really good one. So for me this I'm going to give two because I think uh I think it's a good because my my main one that I want is a little bit meh because it's a little bit like close to world peace I suppose and and it's it's also a loophole on the you can't wish for more wishes thing. <laughs> So, so I don't think it's a fair it's a fair okay. answer. So, my my one wish would be the ability to grant anybody else three wishes. What do you think of that? So that that okay. would be if I I would that, wish for the ability. That's a selfless one. No, but it's not because you can uh, negotiate. With that, because that gives me unlimited wishes. Because I'll come to you and I'll be like, "Hey, Baron, I can I can grant you three wishes, but I'll grant you those three wishes on the condition that your last wish has to be what I want, or your first wish has to be what oh, I you want." See, that's get... African in you coming out. That hustle. Ah, you see now. So now I'll say to you, I'll give you one wish. I, I, the first wish you got to be do what I want. After that, you can do whatever you want for the next two wishes. So there's my loophole that I found in the in the you can't ask for <laughs> you can't ask for more wishes, and then uh, so I basically get I get seven and a half billion wishes. <laughs> if I go from person to person, and I think it's a fair trade nice. because because and, uh, and everybody what's your selfish wish. Um, I think the teleportation one is is a good one, um, but I think it would be more something to do with as money doesn't give happiness but it does facilitate things so if i could just put my hand in my pocket and pull out the amount of money that i need at that moment so if i if i needed a plane ticket and it cost 757 dollars i could put my hand on my pocket and pull out that 757 dollars i think that i think that would be my wish just to be able to put my hand in my pocket and pull out exactly what i need at that moment to to pay for whatever i need because I mean, you could translate that into into doing oh, good as well. If somebody, if somebody came to you with an issue and said, "Ah, oh, 
this month I've got such a problem because I need I need thousand three hundred dollars to pay my rent. You can put your hand in your pocket, pull out a thousand three hundred dollars, and they can pay their rent. Mm. Yeah. Oh, no, you know, if you you're back in Africa and you have to go past every every hallway and every uh, traffic light, you're going to be pretty busy putting your hand in your pocket. One second, my computer's about to die because I didn't plug it in. So I'm gonna I'm failing on all levels today. Can you check this out? Okay, we're back in action. My computer was telling me it's about to die. <laughs> anyway, we've got 15 minutes left. Uh, oh, we've got a, a comment here. So this is great. Stoked. Um, we have got <laughs> Val Chikali says, yeah, we people from Africa compromise, uh, improvise. I guess that's in relation to me having uh, hustling with my wish. Uh, oh, and she said... Uh, <laughs> yes, and you gave yes, and you gave me courage to face and save a brown house snake. Well, I'm glad that uh, that you did that and that it didn't get killed because that's always sad when they die for nothing. Um, oh, it wasn't Val; it was uh, Sharon Hughes that said, uh, "We people from Africa improvise." Uh, Val Chikali says, "My wish would be able to change someone's mind." Ooh, that's interesting. Um, I don't know oh, if I would. One. I don't know if I'd want that because uh, that can be used for evil. <laughs> I, I would have a propensity to use that for bad. A lot of evil. Yeah, that could be used badly. Wow. <laughs> wow. Mm. Do, uh, Byron, do you know Mark Stewartson? Stewie? Mark says, how's it, lads? Good to see you both. Yes, the chopper pilot. Yes, hey. do you know Mark? Yeah. Hey, Stewie. Oh. I haven't seen you in ages. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we like used to skydive together. Ah, awesome. Okay, yeah. So Stu and I knew each other because he lived in Vic Falls for a while as a chopper pilot there. Val says, just to clarify, yes, but for oh, good. Okay. <laughs> but the problem is that kind of power makes you corrupt. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't be able to. I'd be corrupt if I did that. Yeah. Right. So let's look at another question. We've only got 15 minutes left. So guys, if you've got any questions, if you want to input or give us anything, please drop them in now. Um, and uh, we'll try and address as much as we can. This again, I'm going to repeat now. This is the season finale. This is episode 30 for 2020. And I'm done for the year. Um, I've got a couple of cool things lined up for next year. I'm going to be taking this a little bit to the next level and uh, pushing it harder next year, I hope. I've uh, got some amazing guests that we've got lined up. So if you aren't already a member, join the Searching, for, uh, Searching with Suntwear Facebook group if you want to stay informed. Um, I'm also going to start cutting up all the, the clips from this year and taking out the little pieces of juice and posting those on Instagram and on Facebook and wherever um, so that it's, you know, bite-sized chunks. So if you haven't watched all the episodes, I mean, they, it's a lot to watch. It's 30, 30, 30 odd hours worth of, uh, uh, footage to go through. Um, then you'll get the bite-sized chunks here and there thrown out with the, with the golden snippets of wisdom from the esteemed guests that I've had so far. Uh, let's go on to another, another question. Um, right, this is a good one. What do you want to be remembered for? 
Mm. So that's an interesting question. And that's when we spoke about fear a while ago, you and myself, and um, one of my fears is, is not being remembered. So I, I share this philosophy and the people close to me know it as well. I like to leave a positive impact on people. So I'm one of those people that will go around and smile at strangers because it might be the only smile they'll see today and all that soppy mush that you can go into. <laughs> but if I have to say what I want to be remembered for, um, I'd, I'd like to be remembered for, for my hustle, for the fact that uh, I've, I always just keep moving to try and do what I need to do to live the life I want to live. Mm. Yeah, that's a good thing. Um, yeah, I, I think for me, I, I as it's also a bit mushy. I just want to be remembered for being a decent human being. I think. Um, I just want people to go. Hey, do you remember that guy? He was a good guy. That's it. Yeah, yeah. It's like there's there's only one rule in life, and we all should try and live by it. Don't, Don't be, be a, a fucking asshole. <laughs> don't be a dick. Uh, if Charles, don't be a Charles, dick. If Charles, if Charles Moffat is out there watching, I had his dad on the show a while ago, James, which was a great chat. If Charles is watching out there, Charles, you know what rule number one is, and you know mm. the uncensored version. And I'm not going to put the uncensored version on here, but basically, it's rule number one: don't be a dick. Rule number two is if you drop it, kick it. Doesn't matter what it is. <laughs> 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 I should That's remember that one. Oh, yeah, it doesn't matter what it is. If you drop it, oh. kick it. Because uh, you're either going to break it properly or you're going to save it from the floor. Mm. So whatever you do, do it properly. Yeah, that, that, that's a good one. So we've got uh, some uh, comments here again uh, from the audience. We've got from Anaretha Furi. She says, uh, I wish I have the courage to leave the comfort of my home salary and to pack a backpack and travel the world and do odd jobs to survive wherever I land before going to the next destination. Wish for a simple lifestyle, sick of the rat race. Well, that's an achievable wish. Well, I got a lot. To... It is. I've got a lot to say about that one. Well, go for it. You've got 10 minutes. But we don't have a lot of time. <laughs> go so for it. I... Yeah, well, it, so, so, so take it from someone that was uh, pretty stuck in a, in, a, in a comfort zone doing a job uh, that he practically hated. And uh, just because it was, it was what needed to be done to live the lifestyle I wanted to live. And then you make that conscious decision, say, well, let's see what happens. Um, all I can say is make contingency plans. Make sure that you you got enough to to cover what you have and survive. But there's no reason that you can't. Like I said earlier, money can always be made. There's always a hustle. So phone Paul or myself, and I'm sure we can can tell you some ways to hustle. Uh, <laughs> but if if that's something you want to do, and you've got a support framework to do it, well. Just go for it because the more you say, well, one day, one day, one day you're going to wake up and you're going to be a geriatric and you're not going to be able to do anything. Um, so they, it's also cliche, but there's no better time than now. So be like Nike and just do it. Mm. 
Yeah, again, I've I've gone from career of like business career to uh, adventure career back to business career. So I've I've done both as well, and like, and the the thing is, the at the end of the day, like nothing. The, the, there's no permanence in anything. Everything's transient. Like. You can quit everything today and start something else tomorrow. And if it doesn't work yeah. out, quit that tomorrow and start something else the next day. I mean, there's no, there's no, yeah. there's nothing to fear, really. I've been both very comfortable and well off, and I've been absolutely broke with a family to try and feed and very few prospects. Well, what looked like very mm. few prospects. And um, yeah. yeah, it's, it's stressful. But uh, it's again, we go back to the point of being in discomfort. And those times that were hard, I learned a hell of a lot about who I am, what I'm capable of, what what kind of resilience I have. And it's been nothing but positive growth the whole way through and good experience. And also, it's helped me gain a lot of perspective and a lot of understanding on not just my situation, but how to yeah. how to approach other people when they're in their situations. It's made me more empathetic. It's made me more... Um, uh, more in touch, I guess, because if you if you don't have if you don't experience these things and nuances and all the rest of it, then then really you you can become a bit out of touch and and stuck in your own your own viewpoint on on what you're used to at the end of the day. So then we've got a question from yeah, Valchikar. So I just want to add to that. What? Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, and so I just want to add to that. What good is a mind if you can't change it? <laughs> if you can't change it, yeah, for sure. <laughs> that's very good. I like that. That's the that's the who was saying it? Val Chikali. Was it Val who said the who wish it? Yeah, she said that my wish would be to change someone's mind. Val, can you change um Anaretha's mind for us? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but in seriousness, I'm not taking a dig. It's uh, that's that's fantastic. What good's a mind if you cannot change it? Write that shit down. Um, yeah, Val's saying she creates all my card. <laughs> yeah, Baron, do you feel every time you base jump, uh, you might not make it? N no. It, 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 it's a, it's a difficult it's a difficult question because there's <laughs> sometimes I'm pretty sure I'm gonna die, and then when I don't, I'm surprised, but happily surprised. But I was pretty convinced I was gonna die, and then other times it's like mm, okay, this is fine, and then that. So uh, me and Paul had this in a while back as well, but I I, I think life without fear is not good either because fear keeps you alive. It, it motivates you, it, it pushes you, it makes a say, heightens your sense. So yes, um, there's been situations where uh, I thought, well, now there's no bloody way I'm gonna live, live past this moment. And then I've just, like, once you step off that, the, the mountain or whatever object it is, that's my happy place. That's the way I describe it to people. We can go back to the whole thing we talked about last time, that derogatory term that's used, the adrenaline junkie. But it's my happy place. It's it's where the calm comes. So then in that moment, I, I pretty much don't give a damn whether I'd survive or not. It's like I've got that moment of inner peace.
Yeah. So to to expand on that as well, I have felt more afraid and more like I'm not going to make it situations in day-to-day life trying to to make ends meet and put a roof over my head and my family's head than I ever felt looking at a rapid or a adventure challenge. Um, I've had much more anguish in the day-to-day life and rat race of modern living and much more stress and much more times where I've thought, fuck, I'm just, I can't do this anymore. I can't make it. I'm going to, something's got to give. Then I've ever had kayaking a river or staring at a black mamba or any of those things. So this is a, this is a, that, that always interested me because people look at that lifestyle, like what we've had with uh, adventure sports and whatever and snakes and all that sort of thing. And they, they look at it and go, Ooh, mm. these are brave, brave people. Or wow, that's so scary. I could never do that. But things that you face in your day to day life scare the shit out of me 10 times more than those do. And you have overcome things that have crippled me and um everybody's got their thing everybody has stresses and everybody's got uh you know they all come those waves of emotion and stress and and uh challenges come from all sorts of different um exterior inputs it's not just jumping off buildings and uh mountains so so yeah never ever i don't want anyone to ever think that someone's braver or more resilient or whatever life is life is fucking hard (laughs) <laughs> that's the bottom line i re- I, yeah. I was handed a book by uh, a friend of mine in Bulawayo. his name is mike burns and when i was young i was probably 19 or 20 he handed me a book and i think the book is called the road less traveled and the opening line in that book is life is hard don't let anyone tell you otherwise but once you acknowledge that life is hard you can you can move forward if you try and pretend it's all roses and yeah. sunshine well then you got another thing coming mate um. Yeah. We, yeah. So we, so we, we just want to add there, and uh, it, 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 if there's, sorry, a couple. Okay, carry, carry on. Okay. I just want to say that if there's anybody out there that's never had a zero balance in their bank accounts, good for you, because most of us have had, and that having that aspect of that financial stress, I agree with Paul, is much scarier than anything possible you can do it's like <laughs> i have that every month <laughs> it's like bloody hell i've, I've, I've got <laughs> oh okay i will they, they, they mean you need to have a chat <laughs> <laughs> yeah for sure uh okay so last one yeah um what was the one i wanted to get? uh okay yeah let's do this quick one because this is our last question and then we're going to uh close it up for the season so what is your biggest accomplishment well living to the age of 35 hmm? living to the age of 35 yeah i Currently, taking every, everything into consideration, I think one of my biggest accomplishments has been living to the ripe old age of 35. So basically getting to where you are now. 
That's yeah, a good surviving. answer. Just surviving. Yeah, and that's totally, totally, totally. I can relate. Actually, that's that's massive. So, for my my, <laughs> there's not much more I can say about that because that's hectic. Um, my um, my biggest accomplishment is changing my perspective and relationship with entitlement. Uh, realizing that entitlement was ruining my life, and realizing entitlement was the 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 basis for all of my anguish, and as a result for my health problems that I was facing. And once I'd given up entitlement and changed my my relationship with suffering, everything changed from there. That is my biggest accomplishment. Yeah. Yeah. And on that note, I think it's all over for the season. Thank you, everybody. Yeah. Paul, can I quickly just say something? Yeah, for sure. Go for it. Well, I think all your viewers would agree. We'd like to thank you for your weekly uh, podcasts. Uh, and uh, it's been enlightening. It's been entertaining. It's been mind-opening. And we look forward to seeing what you're going to do next year. And uh, all of us that's been on it, thank you for having us. And uh, thank you for having, having us share a little bit of our thoughts and, and lives with you and the rest of your viewers out there. We appreciate it. And we love you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much. But um, yeah, on that note as well, like 30 weeks solid of of amazing people, amazing perspectives, incredible uh, like uh, insights, incredible uh, things. It's been an absolute pleasure for me to to learn and uh, gain perspectives from so many different walks of life. And from a completely selfish point of view, this has been an incredible growth experience for me. Hearing what other people have to say and their their their, their way of thinking and the stories of how they've got to where they've got to. This is uh, this has been nothing but an absolute privilege. And I am absolutely looking forward to next season. So please, guys, don't uh, don't think I've abandoned you. It's just a small holiday break. And I will be back uh, with guests from this season, guests from new season, guests from all over, more panel discussions. If get in uh, the, the, the Soshi with Suntwe group, please use it as a platform to, to network, use it as a platform to, to discuss cool things. Um, try that's a place for you to meet like-minded like individuals. I want it to become a community. I want everybody to to chat to each other and um, really make use of it and um, benefit from it in some way. Add your friends, add whoever you think is uh, is going to benefit from it or add value to the group as a whole. And yeah, let's build something. Thanks again, Byron, for being here. That uh, And I know tonight was an important night for you and you rushed back. So thank you so much for coming. And everybody who joined us this evening, thank you for being here yeah. and getting involved. Uh, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, all of the rest of it. I, I don't know all the rest of it, but you know what I mean. So we love you all. Thank you very much. And good night, everybody. Yeah.